Welcome to the You and Me podcast, the podcast for real couples looking for real advice. This episode of Wedding Planning Q&A is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. On today's episode of the You and Me podcast, we discuss how to create your dream day while still being able to afford that brunch of avocado on toast. Weddings can be one of a couple's largest life investments. And so we thought what better topic to do our Q&A on than styling. Hacks, tips, and do nots. We cover the most important one percenters to get you going and prevent an all out blowout. Hello, Andy. Hi, how are you going? Well, how are you going? Good. Should we just bring up that engagement party in Victoria? Oh, <laughs> should we discuss that right now? Do we now? want to get ourselves worked up? Or? Oh my gosh. I know. Crazy. Talking about, talk about ruining it for the rest of us. Yes. Oh my goodness. I know. Uh, so for those of you. don't have an engagement party. <laughs> for those of you who aren't in Victoria, we have um, just been, uh, ex- had our lockdown extended and we've just had additional restrictions put on place, curfews, etc. because one family decided to host an engagement party in their home with the uh, know I don't know if it was between 50 and 100 people Andy I can't remember how much it was um 69 I remember that because it was 69 69. (laughs) um when you can't even visit your mum so um and they videoed it and they joked about it and they put it on the internet so yeah it's um I think it's just a little bit of a sore point for a lot of Victorians and I think probably mind-boggling for all our listeners in other parts of this country and the world that somebody would actually do that after all the hard work and everything that everyone's gone through to get to where we currently are. But um, yeah, so I think we're speaking for everybody to say that was probably the worst of everyone in Victoria's bloody week. Tell me a good thing, Andy, because there is a lot of shit in the news at the moment that is depressing and sad and we need something good. Oh, I know we always talk about Netflix and series, but (laughs) that's all we're doing right now. I just started Why Women Kill. Oh, it's so good. How good is it? (laughs) And do you know what? People kept telling me, watch, I'm trying to start my car and someone just tried calling me. Um, People kept telling me to watch it and I thought, Oh, boring. It sounds like a documentary about women being murderers. Mm. And it's not. It's by the directors and creators of um, Desperate Housewives. So back in yes. the day. Oh, and it that has was a good that show. kind of theme. And there's all mm. these different married couples on it. And they're all housewives. But it's all from different um, like generations. So there's like 60s, 80s, current time. Like the current time couple are having like, a th- like an open marriage and threesomes. And it's really, really good. So I think it's on SBS iView or, some, or yeah, ABC iView S- yeah. or one of them. Um, but really good. I'm loving that. Like I can't wait till I put Noah to sleep to, to chuck on <laughs> Why Women Kill. Secondly, luckily we are both in regionals. So... Yeah, I went to yeah. the gym this morning, which was really good. good. I feel sorry for people that can't. Um, life is a little bit normal for us here. Um, and that's about it. What about you? Um, okay, so yes, Why Women Kill was such a good series. I just finished The White Lotus, which yes. is another Did you like that? Se- I loved it. I started it, but I just couldn't um, get into it. Nah, no, I loved it. But it's been renewed for a second season because it was only six episodes and I binge watched the first five and I didn't read that there wasn't any more after that until the next week and I almost fell off my chair when 
it just was this abrupt stop and then nothing. It killed me. But um, it's a really good series as well. I really liked it. So there you go. Two recommendations if you guys are feeling like you need something that's not depressing and it's not a serial killer documentary. Why Women Kill mm. and The White Lotus, both mm. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, but let's get stuck into our episode today because I actually think it's going to be a really good one. We get lots and lots of questions. Lots of people comment and say, what about brides on a budget? Um, what about lower budgets? Can we discuss hacks that's going to keep budgets down? And it's really great feedback that we always get. It's hard to know what... Um, it's hard to know what budget is a low budget for some people. So, you know, definitely it's great to be able to talk about different budgets, but it's also what might be a low budget for one person is not necessarily a low budget for others. So we'll try and keep it, you know, as relative to as many cost-effective things that we can talk about rather than budgets per se and then, you know, you can just apply it to your situation and, and work it out from there. So... Andy, first question is, is what is going to make the most amount of difference in terms of styling elements? Well, I think that you never go past linen. Linen is so, so, so very important. Um, table linen can make or break the look of an entire scape. Um, you know, some flowers can be absolutely beautiful, but if you're putting them on white polyester, it's just mm. not great. Um, so table linen and napkins is a huge plus and one that almost every client of mine and it's has. Cheap compared to other styling compared to, elements. Yeah, if you if you put table linens like on a table thirty dollars a napkin or something, isn't it? Hiring. Three. Oh, three three dollars sorry three dollars yeah. yeah it's cheap yeah it is cheap a and cheap if, way to you know yeah absolutely especially if you compare it to than, say, you know, seven thousand dollars on flowers or whatever yeah or cutlery you know some people are like oh i want feature cutlery but that could be fifteen dollars a person for five pieces of cutlery whereas a full table length will take eight people on a table. So I think it's just weighing up. If you had to choose between cutlery and linens, cutlery. If you had to choose between changing the chairs and table linens, I'm sorry, I said that the wrong way. Cutlery and linens would be linens every day. If you had to Mm. choose between changing the chairs at a venue and adding linens, Linens is going to be a cheaper option rather than changing chairs. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anything else that's like a huge thing. So we've got our linen. Mm Mm-hmm. Give me something else. What makes a big, huge difference? I think the way that you create your menus and place cards as well. If you are concerned, if you can't do table linens um, and you choose potentially to just do napkins because $3 a napkins, you know, pretty cost effective. What I would then be suggesting is that you do an oversized menu and place card to take up a little bit more room on the table. So, you know, a lot of the time there's a little A6 menu or there's not even a menu in front of every guest. It's one per four on a table and they've got this tiny little place card. If you don't have the investment, if you don't have the money to invest in table linens itself, invest in napkins a beautiful textural napkin 
and then do an oversized menu or an oversized name card, something that is a bit of a pop of colour, something that could be really interactive for your guests as well. So, um, you know, it could have a did you know about the couple on it or it could have a... Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Something that just keeps the guests or a interested. Yeah, personalised um, message. Memory. I think I went yeah. to one wedding and it had, hi, Andy, remember that time we blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Like super that's quite cool. a little nice touch. Yeah. Is there anything that you should look for with your... Um, like place cards and stuff like and avoid like that can yeah. make it seem you know more expensive do you know what I mean I um, mean like what's the biggest difference in a crap you know place yeah. card and menu and a good yeah. one well you'd be astounded at how many people spend money on acrylic name tags and menus that go in front of everybody's place that they intend to be like a bonbonier um, and nobody takes them home. Especially and they the can men. be Yeah, correct. And they could be $8 or mm. $6 a, an acrylic place card. Gosh, some people do marble. That can be even more. So I would be suggesting that you don't bring in luxurious elements into your place settings if you're on a tighter budget mm-hmm. um, and just really play around with your graphic designer, the colours, the design, the shape. Have a really I mean, have you a could fluted do your place card and menu as one, couldn't you? Oh, so like 100%. have the name around the menu or yeah. I don't know yeah. something. Yeah, it doesn't add a whole lot of cost. And even if you play with the shapes of the menu or place card as well, so like a beautiful oblong or like a, a fluted placemat or something that just adds a bit of interest and it's not just a rectangle on a big white tablecloth. Yeah, great. You'll be able to get away with it. And is there anything else? That will make a big difference? Not a big difference. I mean, look, you can, you know, you can add a heap of candles, but they're cost of, you know, they're not always as cost effective as you I think. I think you said lighting in a previous episode. Yeah, lighting's, thing. lighting's a huge thing. Um, but, you know, if you are wanting to keep it to the tablescape for your elements, then I would be suggesting that candles are definitely can be a cheaper option than florals um but i always suggest have a combination of both and do candle heavy one table floral heavy another okay that's great um how do you blend colors that are a little outside the box like Mm. greens and pinks and yellows without looking like a baby's playroom (laughs) this kind of reminds me of nadia fairfax's wedding who we interviewed i think Mm, her episode was released a couple of weeks ago yeah she just had the biggest clash of colours, didn't she? She did. She had oranges, yellows, blue. It was all those kind of primary colours, wasn't it, off memory? You you probably know how to describe it a little bit better. Yeah, she had but lots of pastels as well. I feel like weddings, well, after Nadia's anyway, mm. are kind of moving away from the traditional mix Green of colours sometimes. Mm. Or, you know, your mauves or your yeah. neutrals. I mean, after Nadia's wedding, it was just all these primary colours, which yeah. no one would ever do for a wedding. Mm. No, you know, so no. I wonder if they're kind of moving away from. Do you think? Do you think I could be wrong? You're the stylist. Do you know what? We still get a lot of requests for a classic green and white, mm. um, but it depends, I guess, what kind of theme your yeah, whole wedding's going for. Yeah, I think so as well. But I think, and we just interviewed such a gorgeous bride, Emma, um, and her 
interview will be released in a couple of weeks. But it's pretty much what she said is that she picked the women from Prunella, who is a floristry company based in Victoria, because she loved their work and the way that they combine their colours and their creative artistry, I suppose you'd call it, because it really is an art form being a florist. And um, they let them go wild. So she might have gone into them with a romantic blush white and green palette, but they have added cappuccino and mauve and you know maybe even a a buttermilk just to lift all the florals that Mm. when you're not a creative and you haven't been taught or you haven't learnt how to blend colors it's a really hard thing you're never going to know and you're not expected to know so you know I think saying to your florist or saying to your graphic designer do you know what I like um I love these colours but I hate red and what you don't like is just as important as what you do like and so they'll be able to take an inspiration picture, the colours that you like, the colours that you don't and filter in other colours that you might not have thought to make it really grounding. Okay. Yeah. That's a good tip. It's not easy, but I think if you're not creative, I definitely think lean on your florist and your yeah. graphic designer. I'm even seeing like lots of people doing that caramel brown yeah. kind of candles, like yes. touch points, which is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I, spend, I, I suppose it depends also what's kind of like trending at the yeah. moment because no one would have probably ever put a caramel brown candle on a table no five years ago do you know what I mean so (laughs) no it wasn't but now it's just so seen as beautiful like these sculpted candles um that are stunning next question I have a really large guest number I don't this person must be a millionaire um I have a really large guest number of 450 people oh my god that seems (laughs) ridiculous um Mm. So need to pick up and choose what is going to make the most impact. Oh. I know flowers are expensive, but what's my alternative? I guess that circles back to question one, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. The table linen, the yeah. napkins. Um, well, I think it kind of comes back to whether or not you do um, eye-level aesthetics or above-head aesthetics. So whether or not you focus so you- on lighting so would and you be picturing though someone who's having a 450 person wedding that they might be in a huge ballroom type yeah venue yeah potentially there's not many other and places that when hold you that do number. see weddings like that yeah it's the chandeliers from the roof and the yeah is that yeah. what you mean yeah that's exactly yeah. what I mean so focus on lighting installations height. and big wow moments from a height perspective right. or if you that's not a bit glitzy for you and that's not really your um your cup of tea then focusing on table settings is really important some people and look I've only used um faux flowers in one wedding um I think all my floristry friends are going to fall over knowing that but the bride (laughs) had picked this was friends I think with this florist she did a mixture of faux and real and I was actually flabbergasted at how realistic the faux flowers looked they touch everything everything about them it's not just going to spotlight and buying like you know a, a one single stem of a rose now it's it's come so far so if you are really concerned about waste um you can potentially look to hire florals rather than do fresh um which will also change your investment a little bit um change your tables do some tables with flowers some tables with candles so going back to what you said about the colored candles would you say too to invest like 
invest in one really good thing yeah and something that's something i mean like you would with your wardrobe right yep. you invest in the staples like a really beautiful blazer that's tailored and yeah amazing rather than spreading your money across all random different touch points yeah 100 percent. that's what i meant before when i said either do overhead or at eye level um because oh, okay so dedicate yeah, that's dedicate what I mean by that. one yeah. investment point and run with that um you know really utilize as well what your venue offers so okay you might not love the chairs okay you might have seen a picture with gold cutlery but the venue has silver if you're if you're really struggling with what to invest your money and where get the colors and what's provided from the venue and take that to your florist and take that to Don't your graphic try and designer fit into something that's not gonna work yeah absolutely and just say to them look you know work we with the surroundings work with your surroundings yeah. for sure because they'll be able to come to you with so many different color concepts and ideas that you might never have considered but if they're looking at silver and gray and black and you wanted gold and blush and cream they'll still be able to make that a really romantic palette with the flowers that they choose and the colors that they add without you having to go and spend a fortune on gold cutlery and white chairs and you know distorting your spend into areas that look beautiful in a one picture on Instagram but Mm. when you put it over 150 let alone 450 people it's going to be a small house deposit Mm. so just be really (laughs) mindful and if there's anything concerning or you know you wanted something but it's just not there really weigh up your investment good yeah good tips I reckon maybe we could do another episode of this because I think so I think we have so many interesting so Mm. if you have a question don't forget please dm us on our instagram it's at with a the the you and me podcast it's just not you and me podcast it's the you and me podcast on instagram um or you can email us at hello at the you and me podcast.com thanks for listening we'll be back in your ears next week don't forget we have our real bride episodes drop on mondays and our q a on a thursday so make sure you get those q a's in early so we can answer it thanks team Bye. bye